0: On this edition of the Cubs Recap Podcast, Gordon Wittenmeyer and I look back at the trade deadline, the Red Hot Cubs, and we break down the remaining three teams in contention in the National League Central Division. What do the Cubs have to do to get to the playoffs? Our Cubs Recap Podcast, the presentation of our YouTube channel here, the recap, as well as available audio only anywhere. You get your podcast with my partner, Gordon Wittenmeyer. I'm David Kaplan, Cubby's red hot best team in baseball since the all-star break. They are hitting the ball, they are driving up pitch counts, Gordon, and they are finding ways to win series after series, six consecutive. Uh, they are playing good baseball. Are you shocked that the Cubs right now today have a playoff spot?
1: Congratulations, cat <laughs> ah! on on winning the trade deadline. Because that's what this is about. They they and and they won it two ways. They won it by the guys just in the nick of time, playing just well enough to make. Management fall on the side of being buyers at the trade deadline. So good on them. And then they went out and, uh, as you reported, and as you speculated even before it became close to a reality, Jamer Candelario was a guy that filled a perfect need. And we saw what he did to the Reds those first two games after the break. What, eight for nine with a walk in the first two games? Right. So that's big. I don't think they did enough in that bullpen, although the bullpen's definitely pitching better. Um, and we need to see what Stroman looks like coming back. But you gotta like what's going on right now. And by the way, we talked about this before, the manager there, you gotta like the way he's pulling the strings. He's yeah. starting to he's starting to show what he's made of, yeah, I really like
0: there seems to be, and I mean, we can talk about the White Sox in a moment with all the nonsense going on there, but he does seem to have a level of accountability over there. Guys are playing for him. And you yeah. gotta give Jed Hoyer a ton of credit. The the mix in the room is really, really good. And those guys earned this opportunity, as Jed said. He they earned the chance to try and get to the
1: postseason. So yeah, I mean the I mean, look, that pick
0: pickup was big.
1: We, there's a lot of season left. And and, they, and yep. they've got a lot to prove. Honestly, the, the, the run differential was always there. It suggested they had more in them than they were showing. So, and we talked about that. They've also gotten a lot out of a guy named Talkman that maybe a lot of people didn't, maybe didn't have a right to expect coming into this season for sure. And for all those good vibes you talk about putting the good people in the room, it took a while for that to take in terms of results on the field. So, Madden used to talk about this. Other managers have talked about this. When you start from a big deficit early in the season and then you play your ass off to catch up at some point in August, sometimes that can take a lot out of you. And then the real test becomes what happens next, whether you can sustain that down the stretch. So that's where we're going to really be scrutinizing their bullpen and and see what, uh, see what they can keep up in the starting rotation. Love Justin Steele, Um, what Stroman did up until these last, bunch of starts you liked it but is he hurt or is this something more and yeah there's still some questions there
0: yeah i don't think gordon that he's hurt and let me move my mic a little closer i don't think that he's hurt david ross even alluded maybe he needs a little bit of a mental refresher so yeah that's the case then maybe he comes back and he is ready to go
1: of course, if that's the case, we say why? This guy's a veteran; he's been around for a long time. Um, so,
0: look, you know, we've seen I, we've I, seen players in all sports. Uh, who was it on? The, I think it was Andre Drummond on the Bulls. Said, "Yeah, I'm having a little mental issue here. I need a break." And sometimes they come back better than ever.
1: Yeah, and it could be as simple as dealing with all the stress leading up to the trade deadline, not knowing which direction he was going to go. Plus all that talk prior to that about wanting an extension and not getting anywhere, trying to talk to the team. So, yeah. But again, questions, you know, and and, uh, I don't know if you can see behind me, we're in Cincinnati here with the Reds who are no longer in first place and clearly lost the trade deadline. Um, They added one depth level bullpen guy when they desperately needed starting pitching and just refused to give up prospects. Uh, I think it's made a difference in the clubhouse. They, these guys won't say that. They're a tight-knit group, and, they, and they, they rally around each other and everything they say. But I think they expected something from the front office at the break and didn't get it. Okay,
0: so let's talk about what Jed Hoyer did and didn't do. I was told by somebody who would know that, look, the luxury tax – Dollars was not a factor. Tom told them, if there's something you want to go do, and you feel like we're going into the tax, it's the right thing, go do it. Jed did not want to go into the tax because he feels like their window's coming, and he does not want to go, oh, God. Now we're in the three-year window where repeater, 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 and we've seen teams like the Dodgers, in their window had to go
1: reset. Right, right. And that's why we saw the Adrian Sampson move, right? Correct. Get rid of him. He's got a guaranteed contract. It's just a little bit compared to some of these others, but it's just enough to keep him under that threshold. That's a big deal. It's also probably why we didn't see more bullpen moves. We'll we'll see what happens next. But uh, I hope that that's not a miscalculation on this year, like the opportunity that's in front of them this year. In a
0: weak National League, mind you, other than Atlanta.
1: Exactly. Because we don't know what's coming next in this division. And you take a look. at I mean, the, the Cardinals don't go away for very long when they go away. And they've got lots of resources. And these Reds are very, very talented. And if their pitching's healthy next year, they can take a sizable step forward and just kind of be around for a few years. Pittsburgh's got talent. Uh Milwaukee's always gonna be there. And by the way, Milwaukee's still my team. Milwaukee's still my team this year in that division. And they actually won the trade deadline over the Cubs. They had right, so, two hitters and a in a Andrew Chapin, significant reliever. All
0: right. So let me ask you, as I look at this Cubs team, I think that they can win the division. I think they can absolutely be a wild card club i think it's more important to avoid atlanta in the first round and win the division uh as you look at this team are they better than you thought they actually are what i thought they'd be how would you characterize the way they're playing now because defensively they're as good as you're going to find
1: cap they're what five games over four or five games over 500 that's not a whole lot of different than what we were talking coming into the season we we thought they would be a, a little bit better than last year. How many did they win last year? 77, something like that? Yep. So, I mean, that's it's more or less what we expected. Look, if the Cardinals had been a Cardinals team of recent vintage or if the Brewers had maybe had Woodruff all year and that was enough to carry them to 15 games over 500 right now, We wouldn't be talking the same way about the Cubs. And that's not to take anything away from what these guys have done, particularly lately. I think that speaks a lot to some of the guys in that room, also some of the talent. So I'm not taking anything away from that. But we certainly wouldn't be all excited about what the Cubs are doing. If if anybody in that division was doing what the tops of the other divisions are doing.
0: Yeah, the Cubs were 74 and 88 last year. Seven, yeah, so we were eighty-eight. Thirty-eight and thirty-one, their last sixty-nine.
1: So what did we say preseason? I had them. I had them eighty
0: and eighty-two.
1: Yeah, and I might, I probably had them at seventy-eight, something like that. I was I'm sure I was less than you on that.
0: Yeah, you were seventy-seven or seventy-eight, right there. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so they're they're a little bit better. They're playing a little bit better than that. With almost two months to go in the season and a lot left to prove. We'll see what happens.
0: Okay, so it's Monday. Time to pick up a cup of coffee and find a way to win a damn baseball game tonight. <laughs> Cubs and New York Mets, who have already stunningly come out and said, yeah, we're probably not contending that? in 2024.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: unbelievable. $86 million
1: dollars of pitchers shipped out in two guys. Verlander and Scherzer and now they're yeah I mean I I will say this we've talked about this the way the Cubs run their operation. I have a lot of respect for the way Steve Cohen handled this he went in and he said all right we're not getting it done all right maybe that's how baseball works maybe we miscalculated whatever the reason is but we find ourselves at this point rather than maybe try to backfill with you know what, what do they call that throwing good money at bad money or throwing good
0: money after bad
1: or holding tight for next year with these guys that are going to be a year older they're already in the 40 40 range that are going to be a year older and making a ton of money he said we've already spent that money let's use this moment to capitalize on a On a market where there's a lot of teams that want starting pitching, we'll pay some of it down. We've already spent it, and we'll get younger. We won't, and we'll be in again next year. We we don't mind spending, we'll be in again next year, but it's not happening right now. And to and to stick with the same pathway isn't gonna be good for next year either. So let's spend the old man money on young man money at this opportunity. So,
0: what concerns you about the Cubs going forward? For me, it's lack of depth in the starting rotation, and it is are these guys in the bullpen going to continue to pitch like Fulmer comes in on Sunday and in relief-adjusted steel is lights out, does a really, really good job against a really, really good Atlanta lineup. So I don't know, is Fulmer going to be that guy? Is Mark Leiter Jr. going to hold up for two more months? Those are really legitimate questions. I'm a big Al guy. I like the way he throws, but you don't have a lefty out there that you go, huh, here comes whoever, Freddie Freeman. I can get him with this guy. They don't have that guy. So those are my concerns. What about yours?
1: Yeah, those, those are my concerns in reverse order. I'm very skeptical about that bullpen for all the reasons you described. And like, I like Al, Al Al Leiter, Mark Leiter's attitude. Like he's got a little bit of the ass in him. He's a competitor. He goes out there and he's, and he's, he's basically your, your lefty, right? So you've got him and he's been performing, but does he keep that up all year? And then these guys that have been up and down this year, do they keep it up and I'm not sure going in that we thought they had enough. And, I, and I, so I don't, I don't think they – you know, they, they added the, the kid from Kansas City. I, I don't know that that's enough. I, they should have. Well, he got, threw
0: the ball well yesterday.
1: Gee, And, and, and he, had, he had two good ones against the, the Braves. you got to give him credit. Um, that's, a, that's a hell of a lineup. Uh, but I think they needed to do more for that bullpen, and they didn't. As far as the rotation goes, the only thing concerns me is the health. You know, if Strowman's back right, that fixes a lot of things. And then, and then uh, Hendricks down the stretch, that's a big deal. You know, Smiley early on, maybe there was more out of him than people had a right to respect, uh, expect. Um, if he's just, if, if he's all right, if he's a fourth, fifth quality guy down the stretch, I think that's fine. And as long as Steele, remember who's had health issues his whole career, including this in the last month last year, uh, If he stays healthy, Stroman's back healthy, Hundricks is okay, I think the rotation's going to be fine. But the the health is the thing there.
0: So the Cubs elected not to sell Bellinger, and I was talking to a scout, and the scout said, yeah, there was a guy from the Yankees. His only job for over two weeks was to be at every single at-bat of Cody Bellinger. He said he literally followed him everywhere they went, and – Woke up on Saturday morning and said, okay, I'm going to turn these reports in and got a text, Bellinger's off the market, we've already been told. Done. And he went, oh, there's a waste of two weeks of my life. So Jed elects not to sell him. Stroman didn't have any value because he was struggling, or at least not the value that they needed. So do you look back and think they made a mistake? Because I don't. Because I think if you want to, as someone else in the game said to me, you want to develop a good culture, you can't keep selling your guys, especially when they've earned the right to compete.
1: Well, first, how's my guy Jim Hendry doing, Cap? <laughs>
0: that was not him.
1: i just give you a crap. Uh, the thing about Bellinger, from a completely baseball standpoint, whether you should have traded him or not, you had more reason to keep him than Strowman. In, in a pure baseball sense, Now, Strowman's value wasn't there by the time the deadline came. but And that's because he hasn't gotten a qualifying offer. You will get something for him when he walks out the door at the end of the season because you can put a qualifying offer on him. And and so you're going to get a a pretty high draft pick in in, uh, compensation for that. So I don't have a problem with that. Once they made this decision, I think that's a good decision. And to go back to the other point that your guy made, that's true, man. They they've sold off now. If you count the off season of twenty into twenty one, certainly the twenty one trade deadline, the twenty two trade deadline, and and now this this deadline, had they traded a bunch of guys again, they're they're valuable guys again. You're just you've already pissed off a lot of the fans for recent actions. You're just asking for people to boycott your team, basically, um, and quit buying tickets and subscriptions.
0: So, Gordon, let's talk about the division race. You like this Milwaukee club, and you have since the beginning of the season. So give me your thoughts on the Cubs, the Reds, and the Brewers, because the other two are up the track.
1: Yeah, so the Cubs and the Brewers play twice more this year. Cubs and the Reds once more for four games. And the Brewers and the Reds are done. Uh, I think the division could be disproportionately decided by the two series between the Brewers and the Cubs, if only because they finished the season against each other. And I really do believe, man, I like that Brewers pitching staff coming in. And all they've done is show that they deserve that kind of evaluation, even in the bullpen. Uh, Devin Williams was was an all-star again this year. So they're getting it done at the front end and the back end. Corbin Burns, their ace, an all-star. And they didn't have Brandon Woodruff almost all year. And he's now back. So if, if he's back and can stay healthy the rest of the year, they got Woodruff, they got their other guys, they got their bullpen. They added Andrew Chapin, which I think is huge. I think that might be one of the sort of, undervalued under the radar additions for any team at the deadline, just because of the way this division looks like it might play out. And then they added two key hitters to a lineup in Santana and Mark So those are, that that was their weakness, right? They've shorted up. They went out and, and got pieces for every part of their weakness and they were already in good position. The Cubs have expended a lot of energy, to come back and get to this point so now they've got to keep up that energy level which is a big question they didn't do enough for the bullpen which is a big question we just talked about that and the health of their rotation is suddenly a question mark so so that's why i like the brewers so much the reds the reds have maybe the best lineup in terms of just talent of any of the three but they're very very young and some of them are starting to hit a wall And a couple of them are hurt and they, and they never had enough pitching and they didn't go get anything at the deadline to speak of to address that. So they're waiting on a couple of young guys at the end of this month and Hunter green and Nick Lodolo to, to sort of prop up their, their bad rotation. And it's probably too little, too late at that point. So uh, the biggest uphill climb is for the reds. The Cubs are going to be there. I think at least into September, we'll see how that goes. But, man, the Brewers did everything right at the deadline, and they were already in great position. Cap, I don't know how you can't like their chances down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I just look at the schedule, and I think the schedule, once the Cubs get past uh, going to Toronto, they've got a, a series with. I really think the schedule sets up very well for the Cubs. And they, Gordon, they are playing with a vibe that I haven't seen since like 2015.
1: Well, let me tell you something about those Brewers, though. A year ago, they traded Josh Hader. That completely demoralized that clubhouse. I talked to a couple of their players about that, Yelich and Burns in particular. They both said the same thing. It not only sucked out talent from that team, but it really sucked out energy from that team. They were three games up in the division at that point, they finished a game out of the playoffs. And the team that beat him by a game to get in was Philly. And they wind up in the World Series. So don't underestimate the vibe and the emotional impact of the fact that a new guy in charge of that baseball operation in Milwaukee actually added and fairly significantly at this deadline. Those holdovers know the difference. And, then, and they're ready for a stretch run like maybe they wouldn't have even been last year with additions. Watching the Mets,
0: I can't believe they're as bad as their record says they are. This is a series the Cubs have to play well, but the people out there that go the Cubs can't beat a good team. Well, they took two from uh, out of three from Baltimore, two out of three from Tampa, two out of three from Atlanta. They're quieting a lot of their critics.
1: I, I you know, I'll give them all the credit in the world for that Braves series in particular. That's the most complete team maybe in baseball this year. And they, then they beat them in a series straight up and uh, all props in the world to them. I mean, if they can keep that up, um, then, then uh, the Brewers aren't going to beat them. But that was one series. We'll see how it goes. And by the way, your strength of schedule argument. I looked at this Sunday, Saturday. I looked at it Saturday. I'm sorry. And the remaining schedule for all three teams we've just talked about was almost identical in terms of strength of schedule. So where maybe it eases up a little bit after Toronto for the Cubs, it's going to ease up on these other teams too. I mean, uh, the uh, Reds get Toronto, for instance, Um, I think uh, next week. uh, They've got a tough uh, West Coast trip after that. Anyway, you, you see what I'm getting at. And then they've got Pittsburgh in between and it's a very, very similar schedule for all three teams. I don't think strength this schedule is going to have nearly the impact, as I said, that head-to-head will, particularly Chicago and Milwaukee. All
0: right, we will see. Cubs, Nets, you've got the Reds you're going to be following. We've got the Brewers to watch. It's going to be a hell of a two months, man, because I think it's going down to the wire.
1: It's going to be fun to watch, Cap. Hey, come on down to Cincinnati for that September series.
0: I'll be there because maybe we'll be ready to clinch by then. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great rest of your night, okay?
1: All right, you too, Cap.
0: All right, there's my partners, the great Gordon Whitmire. This is the Cubs Recap Podcast, presentation of our Recap YouTube channel, available audio only anywhere you get your podcast. For Gordon, I'm Cap. Fly that W and take that.